ringing the register and cut its tape. The grill was turned down and bricked at four. There was little walk-in traffic after 2.30, but he kept the place open until five to allow for cleanup, ordering, and to serve anyone who happened to drop in for a cold sandwich. From the time he arrived to the time he closed, 12 hours on his feet. And yet, he didn't mind. Never really wished he could make a living doing anything else. The best part of it, he thought, as he approached the store, the night sky beginning to lighten, is now. Bending down to pick up the bread and buns left outside by the Ottenberg's man, then fitting the key to the lock of his front door. I am my own man. This is mine. Pappas and Sons. Alex Pappas had had his thumb out for a few minutes, standing on the shoulder of University Boulevard in Wheaton, before a VW Squareback pulled over to pick him up. Alex jogged to the passenger door, scoping out the driver as he neared the car. He looked through the half-open window, saw a young dude, long hair, handlebar mustache, probably a head, which was all right with Alex. He got in and dropped onto the seat. Hey, said Alex. Thanks for stopping, man. Sure thing, said the dude, pulling off the shoulder catching second gear going up towards the business district of Wheaton. Where you headed? DuPont Circle. You going that far? I'm going as far as Calvert Street. I work down there at Cheriton Park. That's cool, said Alex, with enthusiasm. It was only a mile and a half or so down to the circle from there, all downhill. He could huff it on foot. An eight-track player had been mounted on a bracket under the dash, the live humble pie rocking the Fillmore was in the deck. I walk on gilded splinters playing in the car. The car smelled of marijuana. Alex could see yellowed roaches heaped in the open ashtray, along with butted cigarettes. You're not a narc, are you? Said the dude, watching Alex survey the landscape. Me? Said Alex with a chuckle. Nah, man, I'm cool. How could he be a cop? He was only 16. You want to get high? I would, said Alex. But I'm on my way to my father's store. He's got a lunch place downtown. You'd get paranoid in front of Pops, huh? Yeah, said Alex. He didn't want to tell this stranger that he never got high while working at his dad's place. The coffee shop was sacred, like his father's personal church. It wouldn't be right. You mind if I do? Go ahead. Righteous. As a hitchhiker... Alex had a fairly easy time of it. He was a thin kid with a wispy mustache and curly shoulder-length hair. He did not have a mean face or an imposing physique. He could have taken the bus downtown, but he preferred the adventure of hitching. All kinds of people picked him up. Freaks, straights, house painters, plumbers, young dudes and chicks, even people the age of his parents. He hardly ever had to wait long for a ride. Where university became Connecticut, in Kensington, the dude with the handlebar mustache began to talk about some chant he knew. How if you repeated it to yourself, over and over, you were sure to have a good day. Said he did it often, working in the laundry room at the Sheraton Park, and it had brought him positive vibes. Namyoho Rengekyo, said the dude, dropping Alex off at the Taft Bridge spanning Rock Creek Park. Remember it, okay? I will, said Alex, as he closed the door of the VW Squareback.
Thanks, man. Thanks for the ride. Alex jogged across the bridge. If he ran all the way to the store, he wouldn't be late. As he ran, he said the chant. It couldn't hurt. Like believing in God. He kept his pace, going down the long hill, passing restaurants and bars, running straight through DuPont Circle, around the center fountain, past the remnants of the hippies who were beginning to look unhip and out of time, past secretaries and attorneys and other office workers down along the DuPont Theater. By the time he reached the Machinists' Union building on the 1300 block of Connecticut, he had forgotten the chant. He crossed the street and headed towards the coffee shop. Two evergreen bushes and concrete pots outside the store bookended a three-foot-high ledge. Alex could have walked around the ledge like all the adults did, but he always jumped over it upon his arrival. And so he did today, landing squarely on the soles of his black high